0: Hello, and welcome to the latest Master Investor podcast. I'm Jonathan Davis, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Tamir Osman, who is the CEO and founder of Mintus, uh, which is a new trading platform, which is designed to allow retail investors to invest in works of art that they might otherwise not be able to afford. Uh, it's a, I, I should say, first of all, perhaps you could uh, explain to us, Tamir, you know how you came to start this venture and briefly what your background is.
1: Sure, thank you very much for having me on the program, Jonathan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so I was uh, working with uh, working for Microsoft for many years. And when I was working for Microsoft, uh, one of my last jobs, I ran an advanced technology division with about 900 uh, level 500 programmers. And, and this division brought the new technologies that Microsoft was uh, developing into the market such as AI, um, you know, what have you. And decentralized finance was also one of the areas that was being developed uh, at that time. And I initially got infatuated uh, with the technology, that's the nerdy side of me. Um, uh, I see the way the defined DeFi or decentralized finance will uh, move into things it's going to improve a lot of inefficiencies in the system so while i was uh, looking at the technology i was looking at use cases and then while i was looking at the use cases i thought alternatives are a very interesting area to uh, get into and then start doing a lot of research on alternatives uh, because alternatives a protect their value over time Uh, they're usually income uh, or dividend generating and so I started looking at how I can use technology to you know, uh, offer something on the alternatives. And the biggest uh, problem with getting into alternatives was uh, really a, actually there are a couple of big problems uh, or barriers to entry. One was the price. Um, it's very difficult for someone to buy a 80 million pound building or a you know, 10 million pound know, Picasso. So um, if you're not ultra wealthy or if you're not an institution, you're pretty much you know blocked out of that market. And then the second thing that I looked at uh, the operating models. You know, if we were to bring investors into these you know asset classes, what is the best operating model so you can actually control EBITDA valuation, you know, uh, return on investment? So after doing a lot of thorough research with wealth managers private banks investors Um, um, i focused on two asset classes and at the end i decided to go with the contemporary art uh, because a uh, it has been the best performing asset class since 1986 since 1980s and then b it's very difficult to access there are so many barriers to entry both from a financial and operational and um, access point of view. So with that, uh, you know, decided to turn um, contemporary art into an asset class. So we basically at Mintus, as an investment platform, uh, make art an investable asset class.
0: Okay, and so that wasn't necessarily driven by your passion for art. It's more a question of finding uh, an asset class which was... uh, uh, waiting to be, if you like, made accessible to a wider market. Would, would that be- um,
1: not entirely true. So I have been uh, collecting, uh, you know, since uh, since my like, you know, uh, early thirties, but very, very, you know, small means, nothing, nothing, you know, exceptional, nothing very expensive. Uh, so I always had a very soft spot for art uh, because what it does is that it brings emotion out, and then, and then if you can turn that into an asset class. Then all of a sudden all of a sudden sort of you know making an investment to a boring you know x y z ticker you're actually you know making an investment to a Warhol or a condo and, and a basket and you start learning about you know the uh, journey of these artists and then and then when you actually combine financial uh, uh uh, metrics into the, uh, the artistic, you know, uh, angles of it, it gets very interesting. For example, uh, Picasso has 10,000 paintings. Out of those 10,000 paintings, um, the 74 of them are very valuable. Uh, which 74 is that? Which one can you invest in? Which will give you the best value and what have you? So a lot of interesting, you know, learnings came out of that journey.
0: Okay, so let's just be clear, though, what, what it is that Mintus is. Uh, and I'm talking in terms of UK investors here. Um, I mean, you set up the company uh, over here in the UK and uh, you have got authorization from the FCA and so on, but is it actually, is it a fund? Or or are you investors actually, perhaps you should clarify, are investors investing in a fund of artworks or are they investing in specific artworks?
1: So it's, uh, as you say, we are an FCA authorized uh, UK company. Uh, We operate as an alternative investment fund manager Uh, So investors can come into individual works of art or they can come into a fund structure. So each of the artworks is uh, owned by a separate company. Uh, And then uh, these companies have uh, independent uh, board members. So they are uh, managed separately. So if you have 150 different artworks that would be 150 different companies. Uh, But you can also uh, through a Luxembourg AMC uh, active the marketing certificate. You can go into the, uh, all the uh, artworks that we have on the platform uh, as part of a diversified uh, strategy. So you can do both. Um, the investment is uh, for the individual artworks as minimum as 2,500 pounds and then for the uh, AMC uh, is uh, uh, minimum investment is $100,000 dollars. And the AMC has an ISIN number. Uh, if you're familiar with, the, you know, working with private banks, uh, so you can actually make the transfer uh, within seconds, and then the um, the investment uh, shows up with your other stocks and bonds and equities in your monthly report. So the custody is still kept by your private bank.
0: Okay, so you started two years ago, uh, but your, your fund has only recently been launched. If I'm a person, a private investor. Um, are you open for business now? Can I invest now? And if so, uh, how do I do that? Uh, and uh, what are you? Uh, uh, what status is, is the fund at at the moment? How many uh, artworks are in there, and how many might there be in due course?
1: That's uh, Thank you. So we launched in uh, May. Uh, and since May, we've been operating and we've been accepting investors. Uh, to come and participate in the platform, you have to be a qualified investor. So you go to an assessment test. So as an individual investor, uh, once you pass this assessment test, uh, qualification test, you can invest into the individual artworks, and the minimum is 2,500 pounds. Or you can come into the fund structure that we build in Luxembourg and Cayman through your private bank, through an ISIN number. And the minimum uh, at that point is uh, $100,000 uh, for investment. And that's done through an ISIN number. Uh, in, uh, so what that means is that the um, uh, custody of that money stays with your bank. And then you see the uh, valuation of the artwork that you invested in on a monthly uh, basis with the monthly NAS. And currently we have two uh, paintings on the platform. Uh, We have a painting from uh, Warhol. Uh, It's a self-portrait, which was uh, painted in 1966. Uh, It was last sold in 1991. And it hasn't been uh, in uh, public since 2003. It has been in 27 different uh, exhibitions. So the longer the painting has been away from the public eye, the more valuable the painting is. And this is a very rare uh, Andy Warhol. There are only 32 paintings in that series. Uh, it's a self-portrait. It's one of his uh, 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 one of his, I think, most extraordinary paintings. Then we have an artist named uh, George Kondo on the platform, which is very well known in the art world, but not much known outside of the art world. And the painting that we have is a a, a very unique uh, painting that was done in 2018. And this painting is uh, 198 centimeters by 254. And the interesting thing about Kondo, he has been the most appreciating artist uh, um, in the world right now. Uh, condos paintings uh, gone up 44 times since uh, 2002 whereas whereas in the same period SMP only went up by three times so three times versus you know 44 times and he's been returning about 26.5 percent since uh, 2018 and 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 the valuation on this particular painting that we have has gone up uh, quite significantly since we put it on the platform three months ago yeah
0: so I mean uh, I think a lot of people know because he also designs album covers isn't he for uh, for Kanye West and people like that not that I'm uh, a particularly aficionado of of that form of music uh, but so in terms of the paintings though what are what are they say? you do you actually own them already and then you're going to you're already made a and and you're going to resell them or are you waiting till you get the amount of subscription that you need in order to uh, go ahead and have the uh, the painting sold? how does that work
1: so the way it works, we get the paintings from selective collectors in the world. Uh, so we don't actually go buy the paintings from auctions or galleries, because when you buy the paintings from um, auctions and galleries, there could be <laughs> between 30% to 53% you know, markup on these. Sure. So we buy we get the paintings from the collectors. And then uh, we have an agreement uh, with the collectors. Uh, we put them onto the platform and then we say, we're going to uh, raise many money against uh, for this painting, and uh, in in the case that uh, we don't have any money, uh, we don't have enough money to buy the painting. Whatever that we don't raise, the uh, seller uh, keeps the remaining of the shares uh, as a shareholder in the uh, special purpose company that we have. Uh, so that way, oh, I see. So you're
0: guaranteed to you're guaranteed to to get your share in the painting, even right. if you don't raise the full amount that it is currently valued
1: at. Exactly, but, but with the fund structure, uh, uh, with the fund, uh, we can actually then go to paintings, you know, directly, you know, uh, immediately upfront, uh, you know, by, you know, buying them. Uh, so that also eliminates, you know, some of the, uh, you know, pricing, uh, you know, frictions, you know, in there. Uh, but the way we do it in order to bring the uh, best value for the investors, uh, we do a couple of things. First of all, we get a list of the paintings. And then once we get the list of the paintings, we have an AI tool uh, in-house. I know AI sounds quite fancy, but it's actually a proper machine learning tool that looks at the uh, velocity of that artist and velocity of that painting. So we look at the repeat cells um, of the particular painting. And then, uh, if we uh, believe that the painting, you know, hasn't reached its peak, or the artist doesn't reach its peak, and the painting hasn't reached its peak, there's still a potential for growth. You know, that becomes a one criteria. And then the uh, second thing that we do is that we do social listening about that artist and about the market, and just to make sure that there is no uh, kind of like pumping and over marketing uh, for that uh, particular you know, uh, you know, painting or particular artist. And then if it passes our uh, desktop you know, research, then uh, we take it to three and go to three independent uh, values uh, uh, around the world. We work with a, a very well-known company in London. We work with another one in uh, New York and a third one in, in Zurich. And then we get independent valuation against that painting, um, and then also we take that to a next level. Uh, we look at the exit uh, potential because we're not in the business to build a museum or a collection. We're in the business of, you know, uh, exiting these paintings and then return uh, investment back to the investors. Um, then, if we also are satisfied with the exit uh, uh, criteria,s. Uh, then we go back and negotiate with the sellers, you know, one more time to see if we can get the best price. And then, if the valuation um, is at least fifteen to twenty percent above the price that we were offered, then we offer the painting to the investors. And then this whole process is uh, led by a team uh, internal at Mintus, uh, and our chief creator uh, is a, a gentleman named Brett Gorve. Um, Brett Gorvie is, uh, he's one of the most important names in the art world. Uh, He was the chairman of Christie's from 2000 to 2016. And uh, he's the guy who started the contemporary art movement pretty much. And uh, so with him, he's a thematic investment expert. And he's a quite a, also a purist from an art point of view. So with that, we try to get the best paintings possible uh, to our investors.
0: Okay, and so then, obviously, I need to ask you about this, about the, uh, what are the kind of fees involved in this? If I'm an investor, I'm coming into this thing and I put in my, I bought my, my share or I put in my, my money for the share, um, what am I paying you? And uh, what happens when uh, you actually realize the value of this uh, painting, assuming you do?
1: So we have a, a 020 model. Uh, basically, we don't take any management fee uh, from the uh, artwork. Uh, because um, because that doesn't create income, uh, we didn't think that it was a good idea to take a management fee in terms of shares you know, from the investors in order not to complicate things. So we said, you know, we're not going to take any management fee. Uh, we take a 20% uh, uh, carry from the profits at the end and a 1% uh, exit fee. So that's how we make our money. So our, our interest is very much aligned with the investors in the sense that you know, we only make money when there is a profit uh, in the process. And uh, there is also one other fee that uh, comes in the beginning. Uh, when we negotiate the price, uh, we have a markup that we add on top of the price, uh, which covers for the storage, insurance, uh, 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 legal fees of the uh, actual uh, special purpose vehicle that painting that goes into, which is around 9%. But we do our valuation after we put that markup on top of the price. So basically that money doesn't come from the investor in essence, because if the uh, price that we were offered plus that markup is um, uh, less than 15 to 20% of the market valuation, then we don't offer that painting. So we try to eliminate all the costs uh, coming from the supplier in that sense to uh, manage the process, manage the cost of operations.
0: So you said that that's the markup is nine percent. You said, and then at the end of the period you pay an exit fee of one percent, uh, and and you take a performance fee or equivalent of twenty percent of the of the gain uh, over the
1: over what over the the net. Um, price we, or a- the period is you know we say uh, two to seven years, uh, but we try to exit them uh, within the uh, first you know two to three years. think that that's the right time for them to exit but just to correct one thing that uh that markup uh, doesn't really come from the investor because that gets into the syndication price and that only only you know we only syndicate if we think that you know we got a very good deal on the painting compared to the market value
0: yeah no i understand that but of course it is a it is a factor in how how far it might actually appreciate over the time that you own it yeah okay so um and who do you think is the target market for this What who are you really kind of uh, looking to uh, recruit into this uh, into this uh, fund or in or individual works that you're. So we have
1: three um, target audiences, the first one is the financially savvy investors uh, that is our number one target audience, these are um, anyone um, that understands you know investing invest, understands you know how to invest and you know what have you, and uh, because the fact that art as an asset class has been uh, extremely resilient uh, against the market downturns Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, highly uncorrelated to stocks and, you know, bonds and the, you know, uh, equities Um, and also has inflation hedging capabilities. It's been a preferred uh, asset class for the financially savvy investor. So those are our number one uh, target audience. Our number two target audience is the uh, the uh, professionals um, who are early adopters who wants to invest uh, you know into new things and then uh, want to protect a portion of their you know wealth uh, is also uh, comes as a second asset class, and then the third group is the art enthusiasts. These are people that are invested in art, um, you know they love a Warhol but they can never own a Warhol, so they you know make a decision you know from that art slash you know investment point of view but the um, uncorrelated nature of the uh, product plus the inflation hedging hedging capabilities uh, is a a quite an important determining factor why investors come in and and also um, as you know uh, diversification has become such an important thing and the and like 10 15 years ago there used to be the 60 40 uh you know split 60 percent on the uh you know fixed income you know 30 percent on the equities and you know what have you that's moving into a 30 30 30 uh, split and so 30 is being allocated into uh, alternatives and especially big pension funds uh, do a very very good job of investing a lot into alternatives right now for example yale endowment fund uh, 75 in alternatives Uh, british rail pension fund uh, one of the uh, you know, smartest, I guess, pension funds in the world, in the 70s, they, they made a lot of investment into art and then they're getting the uh, benefits of that. So within that, a uh, um, uh, lot of the institutions that we uh, speak with, they recommend uh, 10% of the total wealth should be allocated, five to 10% of the total wealth should be allocated into art. So with that uh, financially savvy investors see that as an opportunity to protect their wealth by putting into this asset class. But also enjoy the, uh, you know, benefits of the uh, value increase that uh, art has uh, um, uh, pretty much maintained since 1980s. I mean, since 1980s, the uh, art index uh, went up uh, 52 times, whereas S&P 500 went up 18.9 times. So there is a, quite a nice um, uh, uptake compared to uh, S&P index. Yes,
0: and of course, one of the problems though is you can't actually buy an index. It'd be a great thing to have an index fund uh, against the art index, but you can't, of course, buy that—at least uh, not with uh, real art behind it. Um, Can I just from one practical point though, in terms of tax? I mean, if you invest in the fund, you obviously the 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 gains are held within the fund as long as that is the case. But uh, do you actually are you going to distribute the uh, what happens to the when you actually sold a uh, a work? uh, How does does the money get distributed immediately, and if so, in what form?
1: Yeah, it gets distributed immediately through the, uh, you know, bank account that the, uh, uh, you know, investors, you know, choice. Um, uh, so we do that uh, within the uh, seven to 14 days after we, uh, you know, sell the painting. And then uh, each uh, investor is different, uh, depending on what jurisdiction that they're in, they have different tax, uh, 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 taxes that they are dealing with. And, you uh, in, in uh, the only tax that, you know, that comes out of this is the uh, capital gains tax. But again, we um, advise our investors to go speak to their um, uh, accountants and tax advisors on their uh, tax implications. Of course,
0: but the timing of the sale is determined by you. It's not determined by the individual investor. Correct. 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 Well. Okay,
1: And uh, uh, that's also quite an important point because, again, our job is to get the best possible return uh, for this uh, painting, for this investment. Uh, So with that, we, you know, look for the right moment to exit that painting. And then, uh, but we don't want to wait 10 years, you know, we don't want to wait eight years. So our timing is a bit shorter in that sense. Jonathan, you mentioned that you signed up to the uh, platform. What was your experience?
0: so far it's been very good i have to say i mean i am have you know subscribed for things in the past as a sophisticated financial investor but uh, the process by which you've done it is very actually very easy to follow very logical and uh, i work my way through it in about five minutes Uh, i am familiar with it but uh, it's it's very accessible um, and certainly a cut above what one finds with uh, a lot of other uh, investment opportunities at this, this kind of level of course um, you know, we do have to take observ- take note of the regulatory uh, considerations, and you do have to sign various disclosures, which I was happy to do. But it works very well. Why should I come to your fund rather than? I mean, why aren't there more funds like this? Uh, what What are the barriers to them? I mean, there are. There's one called Masterworks, which I think is quite well known, uh, but mainly operates uh, in a different jurisdiction. Uh, I think. Uh, what? Uh, so. So, so where, where's the gap in the market? What are you, What are you able to provide that? Uh, uh, that others haven't uh, chosen to provide so far.
1: So number one is that uh, because of our um, FC authorization, because the way we have to operate, you know, uh, very very um, ethically on this, um, we have taken a lot of the opaqueness out of investing into that uh, you know, asset class, because currently it's very difficult to a choose the right artwork uh, that you should invest in. And then if you even find the right artwork, I mean, even if I take a step back, actually, let's say you want to buy a painting today and you're going to a gallery, usually there's about 80 people in a waiting list to buy the same painting, if it's a primary artist or if it's a very secondary you know, uh, piece. So you have to, uh, you know, you the the first person. And then sometimes, you know, they got say, you know, buy this first painting, donate that into the uh, museum, then we'll sell you the second painting. So there is this tremendous barrier of entry. So we eliminate that uh, barrier of entry uh, from accessing the artwork. Number two is that uh, by going through all the um, uh, you know right uh, and operational issues, like for example, HMRC um, is the only uh, tax body in the world that wants to See the provenance of the artwork, so exact uh, owning ownership history of who owned that artwork. Not many other you know um, countries you know um, are bound by that, but we're bound by AMP. So we use a very well known um, um, New York uh, law firm called Be- uh, Patterson Belknap to do that provenance work. So we go through that provenance work when the art uh, comes from supplier, you know, into the um, uh, partners that we work with. Um, you know, we get these valuers come in with their ultraviolet light. They look at the condition of the painting. They do a legally binding condition report. And then they revalue the painting based on that condition report. Next day, the uh, artist's foundation, you know, come in, they authenticate the work. So uh, make sure that it's a um, uh, cataloged, authenticated work next day the insurance you know company come with their uh, independent uh, valuers and they insured you know painting at a, you know about 30% premium to the you know valuation so there are a lot of like details involved in that so with that uh, you know we try to do paintings past 1950 because there is so much data and cataloging from uh, 1950s onwards. When you go, you know, uh, uh, before 1950, that is not available. So with that, a lot of forgery issues, you know, could come into a uh, equation. So with that, we get an insurance that uh, ensures the authenticity of the painting plus the, you know, value of the painting, and then the this goes into a, a special purpose vehicle which has an independent board. You know, if uh, some, something happens as a fund, you know, that's a separate company, you know, run by a separate you know, board. If you're sending your money, you're not sending your money to us, you send your money to a custodian, which is a third-party uh FC authorized custodian. So the money you know sits with that. So the FCA process has built so many correct um, processes in place that eliminates you know, um, you know, various you know, issues that an individual investor uh, might 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 face. And then on the fund side, a uh, lot of the funds are um, they're quite uh, you know run by you know one or two people you know they buy um, without any uh, regulatory guidelines. And and then money you invest into a fund, you don't really have any transparency on the pricing or the provenance of the artwork that you're putting your money into. So with that, um, a, a traditional art fund is 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 not transparent. It's not you know open from a financial point of view so when you compare us into those you know with the data with the regulatory um, you know uh, requirements we bring a lot of transparency into the process so i think that our number one difference is that um, to be able to access this as an asset class um, with the investment committees and everything else and all the process that we put through with the technology and then the second thing is that the uh, the uh, the easiness that uh, that it comes from uh, you know eliminating all those friction uh, into that investment process.
0: and how how uh, big do you think this might become in, in terms of how much money you'd like to raise to again, because presumably, if you're in the fund at least, uh, you know a lot will depend on if if you're just buying an individual art, a lot will de- greatly will depend on how you know how well you pick them, obviously. And if you want the diversification value of the thing you need, you need uh, perhaps to have more than one interest. What uh, uh, what's what's your ambition for this uh, for this uh, particular venture of yours, which I know you've you know started and, and, and founded yourself from scratch?
1: So uh, for this year, we have a hundred fifty million dollars uh, worth of inventory uh, that we're going to release uh, into the uh, market, and uh, and then we have two funds. The fund in Luxembourg currently is a sixty million dollars fund. And the fund that we're setting in Cayman is a $150 million fund. Um, so for art, um, our ambition, uh, you know, we want this to um, get to close to a billion uh, mark uh, from that point of view. And then at that point, we might look at other asset classes. And then uh, when we choose uh, um, you know, different asset classes, we look at three things. One, accessibility this is something very difficult to access. Uh, number t- uh, two is the official uh, operational efficiency. Is that something that uh, can be operated very efficiently, where you know you take inter- in return benefit for the investors, and then number three is the returns. How much value, how much um, you know uh, wealth increase and wealth uh, preservation we can bring to our investors.
0: So I think what I've uh, dis- discovered from looking at the uh, looking at the platform, and I have you know signed up myself to see what it was like. Uh, the, uh, there's a lot of stuff under there, which, under the bonnet, if you like, which uh, you could do lots of other things with, which...
1: Uh... Well, since we launched, uh, we started to get a lot of interest from institutional investors. Uh, institutional investors, um, you know, as I uh, uh, maybe alluded before, uh, 99% of our individual investors never invested in art before, and which was a very surprising statistic for us. And then the institutions, you know, start to come in. So the funds, uh, multifamily offices, family offices start to look into us. And they like our investment criteria. They like the people uh, behind the business. So, for example, our chairman is a former uh, CEO of uh, Jupiter Asset Management. He's the current chairman of Rubico, which is one of the largest asset managers in, in, in Europe. Um, we have former CEO of uh, Sotheby's on our board. We have former chairman of Christie's on our board. So they saw the uh, technology and the methodology behind the investment criteria, so with that they start to allocate a portion of their funds uh, into this uh, asset class because of the uncorrelated nature of it, and also because of the inflation and uh, hedging capabilities.
0: So of course we are. I have to put this to you as well. I guess we are entering a period when uh, we've got you know high inflation, rising interest rates. Uh, we've got a war in Ukraine. We've got all these sort of things going on, um, and and we've had a, a pretty poor year in the stock market so far. Um, so this is going to be a test, though, of your of your of your sort of core belief that uh, art is a you know can preserve value through difficult times and uh, and serve as a hedge against inflation. So. Uh, uh, are you worried about the timing of which we're starting this?
1: Well, I mean the um, uh, yes, but I mean that's that was not in our control. I mean we launched it, and then like a week later, the Ukraine crisis, you know, started and the markets started to go down. But actually, what is uh, you know uh, interesting about this with all that, uh, you know, we have a lot of investors coming onto the platform, especially from institutional side, which is very very you know, pleasing to us to see that you know uh, uptake. And then uh, and also if you look at the history if you look at if you run the uh, inflation uh, you know, periods where there was a very you know, high inflation rate and then run that against the other metrics, it shows over all over how resilient this asset class is against you know inflation and also how uncorrelated it is uh, during the times of crisis um, when you almost like go back to history and then look at um, any time there was a you know Huge geopolitical issue. You know, the more investment goes into art, uh, because with gold, you know, you cannot carry gold. With art, it's protected. You know, it's in a uh, you know very you know well kept uh, warehouses and you know what have you. So with that, uh, uh, I think uh, probably uh, we'll get more institutional investments um, uh, uh, as it's coming now uh, than the individual investors. But again, uh, because we're going after the financially savvy investors, you know they do understand that as a uh, differentiator. So uh, this is probably the best time, actually, to launch a product like this.
0: I think I mean the only issue I would take with you is is, is I mean art you know, price indexes they do give a slightly misleading impression because you can't invest in the art price index, and there's a, such a wide variance around the uh, around the mean, if you like. But actually,
1: that's, yeah. that's, that's a good point. But what we do is that we use hedonic indexing. So what that, that means yeah. is that, um, the, first of all, it's repeat sales. We only take repeat sales. And by the way, data comes from Citibank uh, and then uh, LiveArt uh, data. And uh, by looking at the repeat sales, you're not looking at single sales. Yeah. Now, by making a hedonic indexing, uh, we also take out the outliers. So for example, if Francis Bacon was bought for 2 million and then sold for 200 million. If the cable of that painting is above the industry average, we take that also out of the equation. So with that, we come up with our own index. When you look at that, uh, as I I maybe mentioned earlier, the art index has returned annual um, 14% uh, returns since 1986. I mean, that is an incredible annual uh, return. This is an index, by the way. And then it when been a, it's been a year when I mean it's been a
0: 40-year period when interest rates have gone down basically. So you know you, you would expect there to be some sort of uplift from that, which won't necessarily be repeated in the future. But but uh, I mean it's a it, it, it's a fact. But um, yeah, then the question is whether that will will carry over the next 40 years. I wouldn't I wouldn't think they'll match that. But uh, hopefully they'll match it enough sufficiently in order to uh, to make you a bit of money and make the investors a bit of money. I mean the uh, you know, if they—I don't know what what you do if, if if something does if you get something wrong and it you know it goes down in value, what what were you going to do? To have a tough decision to make, right?
1: Well, I mean, the thing is that again, uh, the paintings that we choose—that uh, is, uh, you know—that is what goes into our investment selection committee, and also our um, AI analyses and everything else that we do. So we go after—we don't go after for you know speculative artists. You know, we try not to choose artists that's at their peak. Uh, we always look at uh, a and, and diversification strategy gives us an opportunity to, you know, make a bet on artists that's been, you know, delivering a you know, steady returns, artists that's been going up. And then also in the portfolio, there are some early uh, uh, stage artists uh, that will, uh, that we will think like, you know, improve tremendously in the next, you know, uh, coming year. So it's a very nice Diversified portfolio to look at, you know, multiple different uh, trajectories by multiple different artists.
0: Yeah, and so you, I mean, you've got 150 million, you know, of potential paintings out there. Um, I suppose to get proper diversification is that enough to get if you you know, your typical price is going to be what five, three million, five million, that sort of thing?
1: We go between one million to eight million range, because um, yeah. when you go below uh, one million. Um, you know the speculation uh, point that goes up you know pretty high, so we have separate baskets for that and then when you go above um, you know eight million again uh, the uh, price maturity kind of comes in so we try to operate between you know those two you know areas uh, when we do the selection
0: so it's a bit like a sort
1: of small cap
0: fund in a way or you're, you're kind of at that sort of register if you like in the in oh. the um,
1: if you look at the art world, though, uh, I mean, the you know there are some paintings at 150, 200 million level, but the average uh, value of the artworks. I'm talking about the contemporary art, by the way, not uh, you know sure. or the prices artwork. They do range around five million dollar range. Yeah, so that's a good unit unit size. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very good. Well, I'll uh, thank you so much for your time. I thought it was very interesting and uh, very glad I had a chance to do it. And uh, i wish you well with it i hope it i hope it goes well it Thanks, is going well is it i mean how are you you how, do you have it against your targets how are you we're,
1: um i mean as i mentioned to you we're getting uh, very good take from the institutional investors yeah it actually is um uh, uh bringing much larger you know chunk of investments into the company um so from that point of view we're very happy the way it's moving so far
0: well i think that point that brings us to uh, nicely to a to a close uh Uh, We've been talking to Tamir Osman, the founder and CEO of uh, Mintus, this uh, innovative platform uh, designed to allow uh, private investors and institutions to, uh, to invest seamlessly in some of the best contemporary art of the day.
1: This podcast was brought to you by Master Investor. For more investment and economics analysis, please visit masterinvestor.co.uk.